The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand. I'm your host, Matt Seitz, and today we're going to share one of our sessions from our recent Mastermind Collegium. This was a fun one, a superhero panel with three of C2P's top advisors who are doing some incredible things on the marketing front. You'll hear from Greg Hammer, Glenn Peer, and Gary Pelford as they share some of the marketing strategies and tactics that have moved the needle at their practice. As you're listening, please take note of how important having an integrated marketing and sales process is to the success at each practice. And please reach out to us at C2P if you'd like to discuss doing the same at your business. Enjoy. Calling up Glenn Peer, CFF and Ed Slot Elite IRA advisor, 15-year advisor specializing in tax management. Thank you, Glenn, for joining us. <laughs> Gary Pelfrey, Medicare expert for JL Smith, Director of Business Development, and our right fit call extraordinaire. <laughs> And Greg Hammer, Ed Slot Master Lead Advisor, Bachelor's Degree in Math with a focus on economics from Yale. Thanks for joining us. So I know all three of you, and I'll speak a little bit on behalf of Keith as I thought it was important information for him to share as a different tactic, but trying different things from a marketing perspective. And so I wanted to share with the audience where you're seeing the most success uh, from your, your marketing and lead generation efforts, and then we'll get into the how you're tracking the ROI, things we covered in the brief presentation there. But if you could start with kind of just describing where you're having success right now. Oh, so we were fortunate to have Bill Backrack for the session at the Million Dollar Club meeting, and one of the resounding things he says, the principles are not different, right? The principles are the same. And so evaluating the ROI has been consistent. Uh, our best opportunities, the ones we see at the educational events, you know, those have always been the most productive for us. How about you, Gary? Um, where we're seeing a lot of success is uh, with virtual marketing. Uh, what I've noticed in doing a lot of the fit calls from the virtual marketing prospects is, um, you know, we really find those higher net worth uh, prospects from the virtual marketing because these are generally uh, busy professionals and that's how we're able to reach them. They don't necessarily have the time to sit down at a workshop. Uh, so we find a lot of those higher net worth in the virtual marketing. Uh, a lot of our in-person marketing through AFIA and some of the in-person we do on our own is really where we find a lot of that middle of the road um, you know, prospect, the 500 to the you know, million. Uh, dollar range. So having a lot of success in that area. Also having some success uh, with some of our small group uh, events that we've been doing. Uh, we've had um, you know, our arthritis event, which we had a nice showing there. Uh, we've also had uh, one of our uh, Blue Diamond uh, small group dinners at the Marble Room and had a really great turnout there. 
where that existing client is truly an advocate. Um, you know, it really opens the door to those new relationships that we're looking for. Uh, and generally, those Blue Diamond uh, clients are, are usually friends with other uh, potential Blue Diamond uh, prospects. So we're getting a ton of success there. So. And I know that came up yesterday too as well, because I know Jeanette's been doing that uh, very successfully for years. Can you give a little more detail in terms of like the amount of people or how often those, those are conducted? Yes, yes. And uh, you know, credit to Jeanette and her team, Nikki. Uh, they really have been kind of a sounding board for uh, you know, us here at the uh, Avon division of JL Smith. <laughs> um, you know, and just really kind of building that out. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing one of those a month, or at least scheduled for one a month. Um, and, um, you know, generally we want to see the ratio of, you know, two advisors, the existing client couple, and then two invitee uh, couples. So potentially four new uh, buying units. Okay. And Glenn, if, if you wouldn't mind speaking, because I think yours is, is unique to where a lot of advisors maybe are going towards, but really focusing on the, on the digital side, uh, both with the SEO that you put a lot of focus on, but also on the referral side, since that's somewhat new now to the industry. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting what happened. I had a family tragedy, and uh, my head wasn't in the business uh, right about the time COVID happened, and I stopped all marketing, you know, whatsoever. And uh, my tax practice manager, I can't take credit for any of this, by the way, she came to me in August of 2020 and said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some Google reviews. And I was like, that's a great idea. You know, you should go do that. And uh, she started calling uh, our very best clients and said, hey, would you mind going on Google and give us a five-star review? And, you know, if you want, you can say a few words about it. And uh, she started doing that, and she was like, Glenn, they've written these really, really amazing things. And I went in there, and I read them, and I got scared because they said investments and financial planning flexibility and all this, and I went, this isn't compliance approved. <laughs> you know, so I called Ryan in a panic and said, Ryan, you know, look what happened here, you know? And he goes, well, what, did, what, was, the, what was the intention? I said, she just called him up as for tax preparation and tax planning and asked him for a five-star review. And uh, by the way, I bonused her on this. I said, hey, when you get to 50, I'm gonna give you this much money. And we've got 67. And that's more than everyone combined. And What's so fascinating about it is in October, um, and people will read these Google reviews when they search for financial advisor, tax preparation, tax planning, all this, and they'll go into the website and then they'll have an inquiry. Hey, we want, uh, we want to do financial planning. We want to have someone that does everything, tax, investment. And, uh, and it was so interesting because when you put that up about 80% of the people know who they want to do business before you do. My first one, my very first one, we got on a Zoom call, and I'll never forget him. He owns a tire shop, and he said, uh, and his wife was there, and he said, we're going to use you. How do we transfer our money to you? <laughs> and they, it was 700000 It wasn't like millions or anything. Glenn, and, we may need you to do a session on how to just do that over and over again. So. <laughs> no, I'm done. That was all I was, I'm, I'm wrapped up in it, but it was like amazing. And... 
um, I've had people say, you know, um, when you come to these meetings and you go to Ed Slot and everyone's talking about this crazy amount of success they had and they got this, you know, $10 million this or, and I, I haven't had that. It's been more like Joe Salerno, you know, it's like really grinding it out for years and years. And uh, probably since August of 2020, all the way through, um, I'm certain we brought over, you know, 10, 10 million um, in AUM. But the thing that's interesting is it didn't cost us anything. And I'm telling you, if you don't have somebody working on that, um, calling your clients to put that on there, it's a mistake because they just came out of nowhere. Um, my biggest one, I haven't moved the money, uh, all of it. I've only got 1.3 million of it, but they have between five and six million. And they were searching on the internet. They came in, I talked to them about the tax management journey, and I put them through that process. So get Google referrals, uh, uh, excuse me, reviews. They work. They really work. And that's the only marketing I've done. And you've seen my production. I mean, I'm not at the top of the board or anything, but I have done nothing other than that and referrals. It's great. It's great. Thank you for sharing. Greg, if I can bring it back to you, because we were having a conversation earlier where you were sharing, you know, while uh, personally I love, because I love the numbers side of marketing, you were sharing how you're looking at your marketing and you and Colleen are evaluating the numbers behind it and figuring out how do you make smarter decisions about marketing. Do you mind sharing where, where you started and how you got to with that? Yeah, so I mean, I do give a lot of credit to Colleen. Uh, she works closely with Matt. But um, we operate under the EOS, and as we began to look for that marketing person, so I, one of the things I always talk to Matt about, it's marketing is probably one of the most critical things in your organization, right? It's where everything gets started. So if you're doing it, do you know your numbers? Do you know how to track the numbers? And really what I'm talking about is not so much the ROI. You need to know the ROI, but we operate under measurables. You know, we know how many new client acquisitions, how many new ideal client acquisitions we need to have to hit our yearly goals, to back up from those yearly goals, down to how many the deliver appointments we have to have, down to how many discovery appointments have, and what that relates to fit calls. And if we're not getting the fit calls, what it relates to how many people are in the attendance, right? So this year has been kind of an erratic year. I mean, we had a really, really good last year. I mean, goals of 80 million of new asset. Never really thought that I would get there as an organization. I think our goals were like 76 million. We hit 80. And all these numbers, these measurables, were consistent, spot on with what we learned through the operational system. This year in the first quarter, we weren't hitting the number of fit calls that we need. So while production was good, in the beginning of the year, we identified that there was an issue, that there was a problem. And we started looking at different things. We actually went outside of our normal areas and generated some new activity. And we ended up at the end of the quarter hitting our goal for the quarter because we were able to make that adjustment before it was a bigger problem. And even in this quarter, what we've identified, we're behind again on goals. It's like, okay, where's the problem? It's that same problem. And so we're looking to address it before it becomes a problem that can't be resolved. And so that's what I would really encourage you. And they've done a lot of the work. I mean, Colleen's very connected. They have groups that they meet with regularly for the marketing. I know she drives Matt crazy for me in terms of getting time with them. But together and jointly, we're creating this better marketing program. And one of the things that we had as an epiphany in our organization, I was always trying to hire the marketing person. 
until we defined it as a marketing coordinator, we never really got the right person because it's not marketing what we're doing in terms of creating content. So if you're trying to hire a marketing person, they're gonna believe they're gonna be doing the content. You know, they're gonna be writing the ad space. They're gonna be doing all this stuff. What we do is we use other services. We use C2P. I beg, borrow, and steal from JL Smith all the time. Glenn just got put on the list. You know, so I'll be, you know, next week, you know, Colleen, one of the walking orders today will be like, let's get a Zoom call with uh, Glenn and get him on the phone, and find out exactly, we're doing some of the Google reviews, but not to the success that he is. And so it's just, what are your numbers is the key. What are your measurables? It's always the four, two, one. What is the four that creates the two that creates the outcome? And the outcome doesn't happen by mistake. And so that's what I'll encourage you is to go back and find out what it is. We knew going into four weeks into this quarter, we're not hitting our measurables. This is gonna be a problem again. And sure enough, within three weeks, our production tailed. But that's how proactive you have to be with the marketing in terms of just understanding what your 421 is. And it's different for everybody. But you have to work backwards from your goals and break it down to a weekly measurable that is obtainable or something that you can discuss in meetings to address. And once you have that measurable, you know, we did things, one of the mistakes I made, I don't even know if I told you this, it's like, you know, a lot of times when things are going well, I stepped away and didn't pay as attention, much attention as I feel like I should have been to the marketing, right? And there was a discussion about saturation. I don't believe there's saturation in our area, but I believe the message was not as profound because it's been the same message for too long. You know, so we sat down as a sales team and said, okay, we need to come up with some new content. And I found out about chat GPT. Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> My team's laughing at me. They've probably been doing this behind the scenes already. But you know, I'm sitting here trying to create content the old school way and apparently AI can do it all for you. You just have to give them the right, you know, verbiage or whatever. Tim's going to walk me through that, he promised. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I, that's what I would just say is, <clears throat> and it goes back to really what was resounding with Bill was dream bigger, but keep it simple. And the principle's still the same. It's about getting in front of the right type of people. And uh, I know that C2P has created a lot of this content and we continue to evolve it and we share it and I am, I, Gary will attest to it. I've called JL Smith many times. I tell Colleen, go get in touch with these individuals and share ideas. Um, in fact, Lisa is gonna help us with the, the, the chat. What is it, GBT? <laughs> Whatever it is, I got it. He texted it to yeah. me so I wouldn't forget. But um, you know, that's, that's the connection. I don't need to know how to do it. I just need to know the people that can help implement it. No, that's, th thank you for sharing all that. And I, I guess I'll go back to where you started with knowing the numbers. Hopefully everyone has a scorecard and they're measuring a lot of this stuff. If you don't, reach out to me after, send an email, reach out to anyone on the C2P team. We'll get it to the right place. We'll get a scorecard template in place. We have a lot of the measurables that probably make sense for you. You gotta figure out your own numbers, like Greg said. Not everyone's gonna have the, we, we can give you what to track, but you gotta figure out what those numbers are and we can help you get there. And. I, I want you to know, if you're not doing it, it's okay. You have to start somewhere. I've heard that a lot too, is I'm not tracking it, I don't know where to start, so they put it off. You got, always gotta start somewhere, and so we'll, we'll figure out what those are and how to start that. Glenn? 
Yes, we started working with uh, Matt and uh, Erica because this Google thing was working so good. I'm like, how can we throw gasoline on this? And uh, that's where the whole search engine optimization um, came from. I think the reviews themselves was just happened organically because they saw that big number and they went, oh, let me read some of these. And they went, wow, these are really, must be really great people and, uh, and came in. So they've been working to um, move our ranking up farther that when people put that in, you know, we, we show up our website address. And she was just sharing with me today that um, anytime that someone searches for a financial advisor in our area, um, we're reaching the top of the page 89% of the time. And I think that's huge, because what I wanted to have happen was, I want anyone that searches for something like that in my area, whether it's tax or finance or investment um, or advisor related, that they would go and read those Google reviews. Because that's, then they're gonna call and they're gonna make an appointment and be like, hey, we wanna work with you. So there's a lot of opportunity there to you know, get help. No, that's great. And Gary, you know, for, for us over at JL Smith, we're doing a lot of different things from a marketing perspective. Could you maybe speak to, if there is anything, a, a difference in either like lead quality or sales cycle from different things like v a virtual versus the, the small groups that you mentioned? How did you know what I wanted to talk about? <laughs> um, you know, I think it's super important to understand that, um, you know, there's multiple sources. Um, and, you know, each of these sources give us a different um, ratio, I would say. So it's important to have that mixture in your week you know, and not simply rely on, you know, one individual source uh, to, to generate your prospects. So, you know, the importance of that is, one, it helps us in our forecasting. It helps us in our budgeting. And, uh, you know, Rob and, uh, you know, our, our management team, you know, really do a good job, you know, with that forecasting. And, um, you know, to give credit to my friend Keith uh, Klesh, who's, uh, you know, one of our uh, recently uh, onboard uh, marketing team members, um, you know, he just brings a lot to the table from a lot of the things that, you know, Glenn is referencing, looking at algorithms and, you know, all the things that, you know, make prospecting easier for me. Um, so I think that's really kind of my big, uh, you know, takeaway here that I want to share is, you know, make sure you have a mixture. You know, don't rely solely on one particular source because at different times throughout the year, different sources are going to give you different results. Mm -hmm. That's great. Greg, could you, because you, your nonprofit, you're using a FIA, right? Correct. Could you speak to what's made that effective for you? Because I know a lot of others are using a FIA or maybe similar ones like a SOFA. Um, how, how does your process work going from the AFIA into your sales process? It's funny you should ask that. Really, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think that... I guess we should have planned this better. Yeah, we should have had Colleen up here. She could probably answer a lot better than me. But to Gary's point, I think what is interesting, you know, we talked about hitting a certain area and the, the, the misconception of saturation, which I refuse to believe. Again, it's, to me, it's about the content. But we would actually do an AFIA non-for-profit in a certain zip code drop with the eight-digit certain zip code drop. And what we found was the names were not the same. So it just speaks to the fact that people are going to communicate or look and research differently. I would venture to say the Googles are going to be a lot different than what if you started mailing again or if you started doing Facebook marketing again. Um, I think you're just going to reach the different crowds. People are going to, 
you know, grab that information differently. I, I'm like a relic, you guys. I've never been on a social media site in my life, right? I've never been on Facebook. My wife gives me enough information from it. I have challenges with how to digitally transfer money, so my wife does it for me. I, I you know, it's just, it's crazy. So, so I you mean, if know. you're trying to get me with Facebook and Google reviews as a client, you're never going to touch me, is my point. I'm terrible at emails, right? So we're trying to break some things into texting and it's all about these different things. And I would encourage you to just borrow it from us, borrow it from everybody that's on the stage and willing to share. But I think that's really the point that Gary's driving is you're gonna get different results, different people that you're gonna touch by doing different things. I was gonna say, you must not know that Twitter account Colleen started of things Greg says. <laughs> <laughs> I've, she can be saying very, very bad things about me, and it is going to be a secret for the rest of my life. I just have no desire, right, to get into the digital world of it. You know, people laugh at me in my office because I still carry cash, and my mind cash is king until they take it away from me, which I think they're going to at some point. But it's about how you're going to reach these different people. Everybody's going to be different. If we went across this room today and said, what's your preference, preferential way of communication? We're going to have different answers across the board. It's no different in marketing. So it was very, very profound for us that the AFIA, the nice thing about the AFIA is it's a very cost-effective mailing because otherwise postage is ridiculous. So when you're doing a non-for-profit, um, they have the discounted postage cost to it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the eight digit is all that Facebook realm. And, you know, I was talking about doing, a, what do they call those little videos? Bomba? No, no. The, when you, what is it? Now it's like the kids make these things. TikTok. I scared the hell out of my daughter and said, Daddy's going to start doing TikToks, you know, for office. And she's like, Dad, I really don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> But I might have somebody in my office do the TikTok. Casey has volunteered to do TikTok videos. So I, I guess that's just the point of it is we're constantly looking to say, you know, what type of messaging are you throwing out there and are we touching different people and what we've experienced as you do. I just think we let the, the content get a little stale. You know, it's the same taxes and retirement. Now, we're not changing what the content of the presentation is or the value of our proposition. We're just going to relabel it. Yeah. Right, and it's, talk it's about different ways to get people in the seats. It's the timeliness of the content and the ads. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Dave pointed this out in our panel yesterday of just we're producing content in different formats for all of you for educational purposes. Like Greg said, it's working the same way with prospects. If they consume things differently, those that are going right to, to Google and looking things up and for direct mail, and that's one of the things as I had up there earlier that Keith Heritage has found very successful is using those direct mail pieces, driving to dinners. Uh, the other thing I wanted to share on his behalf, he said he's been having a lot of success with White Glove, and I want to mention that just because they were kind enough uh, as a supporting sponsor uh, for this conference, but he's had success with them. If you have not used them uh, recently, this year, uh, they've actually added into their platform that when you use them, they not only have that guarantee, they will uh, uh, handle your follow-up emails and phone calls as part of that. So if you haven't talked to White Glove in a while, it might be worth re-engaging, uh, but that's where, where Keith had shared he's having some success. Glenn, when those are coming in from there, I guess kind of as we're, we're landing the plane here on, on this session, but as the, the conference as a whole, 
what is your, does your marketing to sales process change at all depending on how your leads are coming in or do you have a consistent process? Um, it's pretty consistent. When they uh, come in from the website, I forward them to Catherine. Uh, she's a licensed uh, advisor as well, but she's my assistant. And she calls them all and gathers all the information. And she knows the criteria that we want to work with. And you know, we send them to you know, Fidelity RoboAdvisor or Vanguard RoboAdvisor if, if they don't work for us. And then uh, she, you know, she books the first appointment for Jake, uh, for him, and for me. Uh, based on the different criteria, and then we take them through the, the bucket plan or the tax management journey, depending on you know their biggest concerns. And uh, I really like Bill's stuff. I'm going to see how I'm going to yeah. incorporate that in. And, and I just wanted to resonate with Greg said because prior to 2020, we did a lot. I was alternating every month by using a FIA, and then the next month I'd use eight digit because what I found was when I used it more than one time, my uh, my response went down, the amount of people in the class. And by alternating it, to your point, it was amazing that you know, they really do come in different. And you know, just back to that 80% no, if they find you on Google and they do, they, they're ready. There's the sales process, they still do it. It's just compressed because they really feel like they know you already and they want to do business. So um, I've always dreamed, um, I came from old, old school where I did dinner seminars every month. And I thought, man, you know, this is the only way I'm getting prospects. Someday I want to have, you know, a more well-rounded marketing plan. And uh, now to get them from my tax practice organically, you know, and then Google and continue, we're starting back up with AFIA again and other ways. It's just exciting because it's like, you're not relying on any one source, um, you know, for marketing. So it just gives you a lot more confidence that you know, you're going to be able to track, you know, track your marketing and, and be successful. No, thank you for sharing. And for, for those I know, I've talked to many of you, especially over the last couple of days on the marketing side and where to get started. You know, you're hearing now why our marketing team starts a lot with the website and the social media. Because whatever you're doing, whether you're spending money or not out there, people are going to go check you out on your website and these days social media before they're reaching out to you. So we want to make sure we nail those down and take advantage of all the, the free marketing before we're going out and spending the ad dollars. Well, and to that point, just real quick on taxes, you know, I watch the Google numbers because they send you that report every month, not the real complicated one. I don't know how to deal with any of that. Erica was, was showing that to me. I'm just talking about where they send you that email and said, how many people went to your website? And then they compare it to last month and then last year. And in tax season, man, there's a gigantic spike. And that's a real opportunity because it changes your SEO because so many people are going to your website to collect information, to collect forms, and to your point, to check you out. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I'd like to add too, and, and thank you, Joe, for reminding me of how there's different ways to use your current client bases. Do you have a process around asking for, or what we like to phrase it, telling your clients how to refer to you? Because that's probably the biggest challenge. I think most of your clients would be great advocates. A third of our production easily, easily comes from referrals, you know, with what we do in it. And it's the most cost effective. And constantly I'm grinding my sales team back there. will you know, I tell you, I'm always talking about how are we running these reviews? And we use a sounding board principle where, you know, I'm very, you know, you're going through the review, you're very excited to help them, love what I do in this business you'll probably come across people 
in conversation that will have the same concerns that you had during these times. You know, we talk to them more during volatile markets than we do. I love volatility. When the volatility came out, we were talking to every diamond and ruby client we had because, you know, they wanted to hear from us. And you just simply say, you probably have other people in your life that are important to you. If they're having these same challenges, get permission to have you give me their number. I'll have my assistant call them. And there's no obligation for them whatsoever to come or become a client, but because they're important to you, we'll answer any of their questions. And you'll get these phone calls. And it's always set up with a fit call that's coming in, you know, just so that we can do it. And most people just want to come. But are you helping your clients understand how they can do that? Are you telling them? This is the simple, I don't want you to explain what I do. You know, no, no more so than you come get information, bring home to your spouse, that's why I want your spouse here. All I want you to do is get permission that you, they allow you to give me their number and we'll call up and set up a phone call. Simple instructions and you'll get the referrals. Yep. But you gotta tell them because they don't know how to do it. I mean, that's a great point, Greg. Um, it's one of the things that I focus on most when um, you know, we're, we're reaching our COIs and our advocates is really to help them understand who we help best. You know, all of us here have gotten referrals that maybe weren't the right fit. Sometimes those are the toughest conversations to have because you may have already brought them into the office, right? Uh, but if we can condition our COIs, our advocates to understand, you know, what our bullseye is, what our ideal client looks like, you know, that really makes uh, life much easier on your uh, prospector. <laughs> on those calls, but um, you know that's the that's the big picture. You know that's the long play uh, that we work on. Um, I want to add one more thing. Um, we do some of the uh, small group marketing uh, by using um, you know our local minor league baseball team, the Lake Erie Crushers, um, and you know the marketing team's done a good job of you know posting those availabilities of those tickets on our website where they can go in and just kind of choose games that they want to go to. But what it also does is it takes them to our website, right? And there's a ton of education there. Um, you know, we get a ton of bookings just from folks visiting the website. So however we can get them there, you know, really kind of starts that opportunity, you know, to reach out to them. Great. Well, we're closing up. Glenn, we'll start with you and work our way down. Any last minute tip or piece of advice to share? Not really. Just get out there and market. Find out what works for you and put a plan in place and then get help. And it's so great because the intellectual property in this room, it's like, you know, it's all here. And if we're all working together and sharing, I mean, this is going to be great success for all of us as we continue to grow. Gary? Um, you know, what I can say is, you know, find a few things out there that you're comfortable with that you really, you know, work well in, whatever that source is, but don't be afraid to try new things. Um, because sometimes those new things can really, um, you know, bring you, um, you know, dividends. And, um, you know, sometimes the cost is much less. So um, don't be afraid, afraid to try new things, but also find some of those things that, uh, you know, you do well in. Great. Yeah, and then I would just say, you know, connect with the resources here at C2P. Um, everybody's willing to share. I don't know exactly what that group is, Matt, but don't you guys meet once a month? Yeah, marketing, marketing roundtable, and I gotta give Greg credit for helping us get that started. Greg and Colleen, so thank you both for, uh, for helping get that group started, but we've got about 
I think it's 18 people now in that group that we meet once a month and just kind of collaborate, brainstorm, and talk through uh, different marketing and sales challenges. Yeah. yeah, so I would encourage you to plug your marketing person into that because if you're trying things, I've, I want to try a lot of things, but a lot of times I've been talked out of things. I'll talk to him, I'm like, wow, didn't realize that, and then go on to the next idea. So you don't have to do everything trial and error is my point. Mm -hmm. Talk to people, get comfortable with what you think is a good approach, and then understand what you need to do to make it execute very well. Great. Well, thanks all three of you and your teams uh, for all the support and getting ready for today. And uh, thanks for being on our panel. The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P Enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.